UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. to Up to Date. I'm Steve Kraske and welcome to Chiefs Kingdom. We're coming to you live from 15th and Grand just outside the record bar here. Thousands of Kansas Cityans have joined us this morning. So many decked out in Chiefs apparel streaming up and down Grand Boulevard waiting for this parade that's going to begin in three hours. We've got a full show for you today. Lots of different people to talk to you about what this day means and how excited people are. But we're going to begin with Andrew Riffle. Uh, who's uh, joined us this morning. Andrew, it's so nice of you to take some time. Thank you. How old are you, Andrew? I'm 12 years old. You're 12 years old. Yeah. And you're missing school today? No, I, we got it off since the Chiefs won. You got off school today. Would you rather be in school or would you rather be here today? I'd rather be here. Tell me, what's it like to be here on this historic day in Kansas City? What's it feel like it's to you? It's pretty crazy. I mean, we are the loudest city when it comes to stadium-wise. So I'm just excited to see how And it's going to be really it... loud here today when this parade comes streaming down right in front of us, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're wearing a, a Clyde Edwards Hilaire jersey. How come? You're number 25. Um, Last year I really liked him, but now he's not that great. And I don't have any other jerseys. <laughs> but you're going to stick with it anyway, eh? Yeah. Who are you looking forward to seeing the most here today, Andrew, as you wait for the Chiefs to come down the street? Probably Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco? Why do you like him so much? I mean, I like the way he plays with all of his energy, and he gets the team hyped up. And it's so cool when he gets tackled. He bounces up so fast, and he lets the defense know, you can't bring me down again, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you like running backs. Yeah. Why? I mean, I've been a running back most of my life. I've, I've played tackle for about three years now. I, just, I think it's really cool the way they play. Yeah. So you'd like to be a Kansas City Chiefs someday yourself, right? Yeah, a lot. That's pretty good. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking some time. Thank you, too. All right. Good luck today, okay? Okay, we're joined now by Sergeant Jake Bakina. Uh, he's a spokesman for the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. And, Jake, really appreciate you coming down, uh, coming by on a crazy day like this. Yeah, sure thing, Steve. I'm um, glad, glad to is visit with you. The crowds, are they what you expected this to be today, Jake? Yeah, they are. Uh, you know, we figured with it being a little bit uh, warmer this year that uh, we'd have some more people out here, and, and they're starting to file in. And I hear from down by uh, down by Union Station that the, the crowds are definitely growing. Yeah, it looks like it's a really packed crowd down there. How many people are you expecting in downtown Kansas City today, Sergeant? Any idea? It's hard to guess. Um, you know, we had half a million, three quarters of a million for the last parade. So you can see upwards of a million people in this area. How well prepared is the police department for what's going to happen downtown today with all of these people coming together? Yeah, we've been working on a plan for the last, uh, you know, several weeks. Uh, a lot of what we did in 2020. Uh, you know, we incorporated uh, again this year. We've been working with the Sports Commission. Um, we have uh, officers from uh, upwards of 25 uh, departments across the metro area that, that are here helping us out. So there are hundreds and hundreds of, of police officers in this area. To from ensure 25 departments, you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that kind of cooperation we always lament in the metro. We don't see enough of it. But you're saying today there's a lot of it down here. There sure is. Yeah, both sides of the state line. We have agencies from Kansas and from Missouri. Uh, some agencies, you know, they sent uh, one or two officers and other agencies have sent dozens. So you said you began planning for this a few weeks ago. This isn't your first rodeo. That helps a lot. 
what goes into how, how do you guys come together to come up with a plan for something this massive yeah so you know it starts with meeting with the the sports commission and uh kathy nelson and her team over there you know they are they're great at these kind of things and they let us know you know what might be different uh what they may need from us and then we kind of you know plug that in and uh you know we've got uh we have a whole contingency of all different um you know units that that handle all of the things that could come up in in a, a you know a large gathering situation or a parade situation and uh you know they plug it all in and then it's a matter of finding uh the people and um you know working with uh either days off or uh you know the current staffing and all of that because you know we've got you know 319 square miles in kansas city and i was gonna say uh you know we're, we're using about uh, a couple of those square miles here uh but the rest of the city you know they uh they may need police service and so you know you gotta you gotta balance that and we have uh, a regular contingent of, of officers and staffing that's out across the city working right now somebody calls 911 they're not going to get any more delay than they would under normally wow uh and so um you know that that's part of what goes into this. So, you know, we'll work with people on their, uh, if they had had vacation time scheduled or things like that, some of that is either limited or eliminated, uh, you know, uh, well ahead of time as we know, um, you know, these potential dates. And so it, it's kind of a balancing act of, uh, of staffing and, and getting everybody where they need to be working with uh, the officers that, that were working, you know, yesterday and the ones that are supposed to work later today right. kind of, you know, balancing those ships out. You know, I gather when you have departments from outside of Kansas City here helping you out, they're somewhere along the parade route as opposed to responding to calls inside of Kansas City. Does that go without saying? Here? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, they have, uh, you know, assignments somewhere along the route, whether it be at the beginning, down at Union Station, uh, you know, along Grand here. Uh, most and one of, agency tends to cluster together. They work together in their little designated area. Usually so. Yeah, that's yeah. how it tends to happen. Yeah. What are you most worried about on a day like today? I mean, obviously, with this many people, this many square miles, as you said, anything is possible. What, what worries Jake Bikina the most? Yeah, I mean, it's these hundreds and now thousands of people, uh, you know, in this in this fairly close area. And so if there were to be an emergency situation, uh, you know, getting uh, emergency services to people, getting people evacuated, you know, if, if they need, you know, hospital or medical treatment, uh, you know, providing for safe, uh, you know, passage for them in and out, making sure the EMS crews um, are, are able to get to the people that they need to get to. And then, you know, you just you remain vigilant. You know, you, you watch the news around the world right. and, and you see, right. um, you know, events that, that take place and, and you know, people that uh, that want to do harm uh, to other people. And that's that's what we're here to prevent. Jake, do you have any sense at this hour as we sit here uh, just uh, two and a half hours before the parade begins, what the roads around downtown are looking like this hour? Are they open? Is traffic flowing? Are, are cars stacked up? What's it looking like? Uh, nothing that I've seen is too crazy as far as traffic. You know, we just actually had to come from the other side of Grand uh, by vehicle and went down all the way around uh, to one of the one of the crossings to get to this side of Grand. Right. It was literally just uh, a few feet on the other side of Grand uh, about 30 minutes ago. Um, and it's 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 slow downtown traffic, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, the uh, of, of note, the route now is completely closed for any crossing. So that happened at nine o'clock. There were some designated crossings. So I can't crossings. cross Grand Boulevard Correct. right well, now. If you're on the east side, you're on the east side. If you're on the west side, you're on the west side. Uh, absent going all the way out and around you yeah. know, by car. So, um, And we did that in 2020, and I know that did cause some frustration. So we've been trying to... Um, 
you know, uh, notify everybody. Uh, you know, we had a press release on our website and and get that information out as much as we could, you know, throughout the morning. So people weren't super surprised by that. So if someone listening to our broadcast, Jake, is at home and they're thinking, you know, it sounds like it's a good time down there and it is a good time down here. What would you tell them? Would you say hop in the car and get down as close as you can and come join the festivities or is it too late? Oh, no, it's not too late at all. Um, you know, there's uh, there's plenty of, of parking in the in the outer areas. There may be, you know, I'm seeing people walking from several blocks away. So, you know, if you travel light and you don't bring a lot of stuff with you and you're able to walk, you know, a distance, then uh, you can easily get within proximity and get yourself to a good viewing location. I mean, it's several people deep along here, but I don't think anybody here right now would have any problem viewing as the parade goes by. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great day temperature wise. It's, it's not too bad for, for this time of year. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, people are having a great time down here. Yeah. And, you can really sense yeah. the enthusiasm. It's really fun to be here. So come one forty-five today, Jake, when the celebration begins at union station, this, the big homecoming celebration, all the chiefs are going to be there. How many police officers will there be in the downtown area at that moment? Even a rough, rough guess. Oh, it'll be hundreds and hundreds. Uh, you know, we have got we have several hundred. I, I don't know. It could be upwards of even a thousand, depending on exactly. Uh, but we have we have hundreds and hundreds of police officers out here. I don't have an exact number, uh, but but it is a it's a lot. So I got to bring this up a dark note. Four years ago, you had a driver break through a barrier and careen down the parade route in his car. What precautions can you take to prevent something like that from happening again? Yeah, so the uh, the entryway where we learned that that, uh, that vehicle did gain access to the route, um, they've taken some added precautions this time around uh, with some additional barriers and some additional uh, you know prevention to keep that from happening. Uh, that was a learning experience for everybody, for sure. Um, and I think if you if you think in your head of all the possible ways that could have come to an end, uh, I, I believe that uh, the, the quick thinking and creative, uh, you know, work by the police involved in that uh, brought it to a safe ending as quickly and safely as it possibly could have been. And I, I think we're all very thankful for that. And Sergeant, if by chance a child gets separated from mom or dad today, you've taken a lot of steps to deal with that, too. You've got what stations all up and down Grand Boulevard, I think. We do. Yeah. Uh, what I would suggest if you're coming down here, a couple things. Um, Make note of the map that's on the website that is uh, uh, chiefsparade.com or on our website at kcpd.org. There's a map on there and they note the child reunification places. And so note the nearest one to where you're going to be. And one other thing that we suggest people do, if you have uh, one child or several children that you're bringing down here, take a photo of them so that we can see exactly what they're wearing today. Ah, if they get idea. separated from you, that way we've got exact real-time information of, of what uh, your child is wearing today. So we know exactly. Uh, if you're a parent who has gotten separated from a child, we have a dedicated radio channel that the police officers that are here, they know to switch to and, and, and radio about a child that's gotten away or uh, a, a found child that is separated from their parents as well. And so what we just tell everybody, there's, there's hundreds of police around here. Find, find, find a police officer and they'll get you linked back up. If a child is uh, taken to a reunification place and it's one of the outdoor ones and they're there for more than 30 minutes, we have a more central location that's warm. Uh, so that they won't have to be out in the elements uh, the, the whole time. So, And we know uh, from experience in 2020 that this separation 
kid from parent happened a few times. It did right? happen a few times. It was uh, significantly less than what we experienced in 15 at the Royals parade, though. It was uh, upwards of 100 kids oh, were, really? sep- were got separated there. And they, there was only one reunification point at that point. That's something that we learned in uh, from the from the Royals parade in 15, there was only one and it was down by union station. Wow. So it was, there was no hope at that point of getting, uh, you know, lost kids or, or separated parents to that. And so that's when one of the things we learned in 2020, uh, was having those multiple locations was much more helpful. And it was less than 10 total kids that were separated. Well, that's Sergeant Jake Bikina from the Kansas city, Missouri police department. Uh, Sergeant Jake, always good to have you here. Thanks so much for taking yeah, the time. Thanks and for having us. A good us. Yeah, rundown. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yeah. And again, if you're just joining us this morning, you're listening to Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. We're coming to you live from the parade route. We're at 15th and Grand, 16th and Grand, just across the street from the Harlow. Lots of people streaming by in their Chiefs gear. Lots of excitement, lots of energy down here. I'm joined now by Emily Wilson. She's a journalism student from over at MU in Columbia. She drove in here last night. Emily, it's good to have you here. Welcome. Hi. What kind of journalist do you want to be? Um, I'm actually in strategic communication journalism. Ah, Stratcom. That's yes. the hot place to be in journalism these days, right? Why did you want to come over here from Kansas, from Columbia last night? Yeah, so last time we won the parade, I was in high school still, and my job told me that I couldn't come down to the parade, and I had to work. So I was like, nothing is keeping me from getting to do this if we ever got to come back. And thankfully, here we are. What are you looking forward to seeing the most here today? Yeah, I'm just really excited to get to see the team and get to just be in Kansas City. I love where I'm from and um, got to bring some friends from college with me who have never got to come to a parade. So, Oh, that's great. Which player are you most excited to see? Probably Travis Kelsey. I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan. (laughs) We all are, aren't we? You have to be if you're a Chiefs fan. Oh, yeah. You came in last night. Where'd you stay? What what are you doing uh, all day today? Yeah, I drove in last night, um, had a couple things to do in Columbia and stayed at my house with a couple of my friends and just really hanging out today. Not too many people down here when we got down here this morning. So thankful that um, got to be a little bit of the traffic and it's definitely starting to pick up. You know, I was thinking, you know, we have there's thousands of people where we are now here at 15th and Grand, but the crowd at Union Station is even larger. Are you going to make your way down there for the 145 ceremony or? I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the day goes because I know it was pretty crazy last time. Yeah. Well, good deal. Emily Wilson, a journalism student from over at MU. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're joined now by uh, Dr. Amy Patel. She's the Chiefs Fan of the Year. She's also an assistant professor in the Department of Radiology at the UMKC School of Medicine. She's recognized as a national leader in 3D mammography, breast ultrasound, and breast MRI. Dr. Patel, so good to see you again. Welcome back. Good to see you, too. So you said that uh, you just had the best experience of your life next to your wedding day. You were down (laughs) at the Super Bowl in Arizona for the big game as the Chiefs ambassador, as uh, its representative for fan of the year. Why was it so great? I mean, I am completely honest. My husband and I were talking about that, that aside from our wedding weekend, this was literally the best weekend of our lives. It just means so much because I was there representing Chiefs Kingdom. We have the most passionate, diehard, loyal fans. Uh, we are, I don't 
consider ourselves fair weather fans. We've been there through the highs and the lows, right. you know, the rough 80s and 90s. And just being there meant the world. And uh, the NFL really treated all 32 fans of the year so well. And the Chiefs organization was so good to me. This is an experience I'll never forget. I was going to say, you got to see lots of people, do lots of things. What was the standout from your time in Arizona, what, what what are you going to remember 20 years from now? Sure. Well, the NFL honor ceremony was on Thursday before the Super Bowl. My husband and I got to attend. And what is that? Uh, the NFL honor ceremony is a ceremony where they celebrate the MVP, the offensive player of the year, the defensive player of the year, the fan of the year. And that all... met Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Obviously. And Patrick Mahomes, you know, he wasn't there, of course, because he was preparing for the Super Bowl, but he had a really great video. Uh, so and you see so many stars. Like when my husband and I were walking, in George Kittle from the 49ers was literally walking right behind wow, us. The big tight end. Yeah, right. and then of course as we were walking the red carpet, uh, to my surprise, some chief staff flagged us down. They saw us and said the Hunt family would like to talk to you and take a picture with you. Oh, what wow. well, I I'd already met Clark Hunt when I was na uh, named the fan of the year, but I hadn't met his wife, his daughter Gracie. They were so kind and gracious. We took pictures, things like that really stick out to me. And then one of the biggest moments was Sunday before the Super Bowl. They surprised us by telling us they were going to recognize us on the field before the game. No so we got to go down to the field. They recognized all 32 fans. I was there standing next to the Eagles fan of the year, which is really special. Uh, so moments like that I'll never, ever forget. Just completely surreal. What was your relationship like with the Eagles fan of the year? How did that relationship Actually, go? Actually, he is a wonderful guy, Matt Auerbach. He's a principal uh, in an elementary school. He does a lot of stuff with youth in Philly. Oh, wow. Really upset guy we made a wager actually so if the Chiefs <laughs> won he had to send me Philly cheesesteaks and if the Eagles won I had to send him Casey barbecue so he says he's been calling around trying to find you know some places to deliver some Philly cheesesteaks so we'll see but he was he was very wonderful all 30 one of them were wonderful everybody's doing really awesome things in their community and it was an honor getting to know all of them you know Amy I'm pretty sure that there are hundreds of Philly cheesecakes on their way to Kansas City as we speak. <laughs> Our station had a bet with WHYY, the public radio station there. They're sending us a whole boatload of those things. And I think Philly's going to be short of cheesecakes for a while, given all the bets that we won. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you also had some time with Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and you've built something of a relationship with him. You've gotten to know him a little bit yeah. because of a, a kind of a family illness and a family connection. Sure. Tell us about that. Yeah. So when I was announced as the fan of the year uh, in back in September at the home opener, I had the honor of meeting him and he just thanked me for everything I was doing in the Kansas City Metro and beyond to close the gap to breast care and equities. And he talked about his mother and this isn't, you know, any sort of secret, but his mother unfortunately passed from breast cancer. So cancer is really near and dear to his heart. As we know, the NFL partners with American Cancer Society for the Crucial Catch campaign in October. That's near and dear to my heart, too. I'm co-chair of the ACS Kansas City board here in Kansas City for wow. American Cancer Society. And then, you know, we had some Zoom calls, the 32 fans of the year. Throughout the year, we had one with him. Uh, he recognized me. There was a lot of banter going on. Uh, I, he sent me a letter. Uh, and again, when I saw him at the NFL honor ceremony, he just talked to me for a long time, a warm embrace, a warm hug. 
So we've really developed a, a close relationship, specifically when it comes to breast cancer and just what we have in common with that. I was going to say you had something to talk to him about besides just football. You yeah, had a actually, we talked there. more about that. And he even asked me at the NFL honors, you know, how is I doing? How is work going? I mean, he's really, you know, as much, you know, he has a difficult job, but I do feel he's a really nice down to earth guy. You also saw a lot of other celebrities, too. You've mentioned a couple here, but who else would, did you bump and rub uh, shoulders with when you oh were out there? Oh, my gosh. We so many. So, Kurt Warner, Jordan Sparks. Uh, I'm trying to think. There are so many people that we saw. Um, Emmett Smith, Rob Riggle, wow, wow, uh, Pat wow. McAfee. We saw him, Sean Payton. So, the list goes on. It was pretty magical and pretty surreal. That's what the Super Bowl attracts every year, that kind of crowd, and that's who you were hanging out yeah, with, Yeah, right? it was so cool. You also, um, the American Cancer Society uh, and the NFL and Sleep Number partnered up and surprised you with a jersey. Who is it from? Yeah, so this was so cool. So, uh, like I said, I'm co-chair of the American Cancer Society, Kansas City Chairman Circle Board here in town. And I was surprised, you know, now Sleep Partner, uh, Sleep Number is partnering with the NFL and ACS. And so, uh, actually, on Friday before the Super Bowl, I went to the media area where Sleep Number was in ACS. And they surprised me and gifted me with a Juju Smith-Schuster jersey oh, that wow. was signed. Wow. And, you know, if he wasn't uh, in the Super Bowl, I would have met him. So that would have been even cooler. But the jersey was amazing. It was a complete surprise. And I was just so grateful. You also attended the Sports Illustrated Party, right, on Saturday? Yes. What happens at the Sports Illustrated Party? I would love to. I've been reading that magazine for decades. Yeah. So, you know, what was really cool is a new thing this year with the Fan of the Year is all 32 of us got to be on the cover of Sports I Illustrated. Saw that. Yeah. You're so, sitting in yeah. my house right now. Yeah. Right? So that was pretty neat. So the SI Party is a. Uh, particularly the Saturday before the Super Bowl. And they have some awesome acts. So like uh, Machine Gun Kelly performed, Chainsmokers performed. So we dress up for that. You walk the red carpet, just like you do for NFL honors before the ceremony. Uh, it's just a great party. It's huge. Uh, I couldn't afford it otherwise. I mean, it was a very, very fancy event. Uh, and it was just so much fun to celebrate. And the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, which made it even sweeter. We had the time of our lives. I was going to say, now that you're winding down, who did win? In the NFL Fan of the Year, who who got yeah, the honor? Yeah, so the Fan of the Year was won by a man named Larry Bevins, and he's the Seahawks Fan of the Year. Wow! Uh, and he, you know, again, all thirty-two or you know, thirty-one, and are doing amazing things in their community. And I was just honored to be a part of the thirty-two. Uh, he does a lot of charity work uh, in Seattle. He and his wife have fostered so many children. He's a really awesome guy, and it was an honor getting to know him. Are your duties as the Chiefs fan of the year coming to an end now, Amy, or how's that working? <laughs> I, well, we'll see. You know, we have the draft coming up in Kansas City. And you'll be uh, part of that, too? Well, that's our hope. You know, in the past, the fans of the year, certain fans got to announce a draft pick. Oh, wow. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that'll happen, especially being in Kansas City and given the number of draft picks we have. But, uh, but even if that doesn't pan out, it's been an honor of a lifetime. Again, the Chiefs, the NFL, they've been so gracious with all of these generous things that have happened to me uh, and I'm truly just so grateful for everything that's happened so far. You have said uh, your work has been very supportive of all these activities you've been involved in 
tell us about that because you've had to miss a little time. Yes. So I am so grateful. You know, I'm the chief of breast imaging at Liberty Hospital and I chair all the cancer programs and everyone's been so supportive. In fact, my CEO, Dr. Raghu Diga, actually came to the Super Bowl to support me, wow. which meant the world. And one of my uh, radiology partners, Dr. Michael Green. So the everybody at work has been so supportive. And of course, the University of Missouri, Kansas City. I'm an assistant professor there. I teach at the School of Medicine. They have been nothing but wonderful. Uh, the chancellor has been wonderful. The dean, uh, Dean Jackson at the School of Medicine. Sure. I truly have had so much support during this whole campaign. Uh, but now, you know, of course, it's time to go back to work. <laughs> what are your duties today? Are you going to be in the parade? I am not going to be in the parade. Yeah. Uh, the parade is resigned to the players and the coaching staff and okay. cheerleaders. But uh, but I'm definitely here and I'm excited and here with Chiefs Kingdom. Well, that's Dr. Amy Patel. She's an assistant professor in the Department of Radiology at the UMKC School of Medicine. She's also the Chiefs Fan of the Year. Amy, again, congratulations. I'm glad you had such a great time out of the Super Bowl. Thanks so much. You bet. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Kraske. We are live here this morning from uh, the parade route here in downtown Kansas City. We're right along uh, Grand Boulevard. Thousands of people lined up along uh, both sides of the street. Police helicopters circling around uh, overhead. An ambulance just streaming down the street. We hope it's not for an emergency, but just checking, uh, going to a new location here. But this is a big day in the kingdom. This town is lit. Very excited. So much fun to be down here and see what's going on. I want to bring a, a new guest onto our show now, Patrick Allen. He's vice president of content at Fansided. He's co-host of the Arrowhead Addict podcast. I want to talk to Patrick about this whole idea about whether the Chiefs are about to become the NFL's next dynasty. Patrick, good to have you back. Welcome back. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me on. So do you think the Chiefs have the potential to win it all again? How are you looking at it? I know the next season's a long way down the road, but what's it looking like to you today? Oh, they absolutely do. I mean, this is a team that was in a retooling year this year. Uh, they added a ton of rookies. I think they started the third most rookies of any team in the NFL. You're the only one with a winning record. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl in a year where they kind of cobbled together a wide receiving core, and that's not to... You know, that's not to diss any of the receivers that they have, but this was a, a brand new offense, essentially, and they had a ton of new guys starting on defense. So those guys should only get better. Um, if they can win the Super Bowl in a year like this, they can win it any year with number 15. You know, Patrick, this idea that the Chiefs had so many rookies playing this year should not be overlooked. It's so unusual to have first-year players starting in Super Bowls, uh, starring in Super Bowls. It was really an impressive performance how unusual is it to have a squad of rookies, of this many rookies on any one team in any new year? Well, I think it's really unusual. And you usually see this many rookies playing on teams that aren't very good, right? That are trying to tear things down to the studs and rebuild. And so those teams usually lose. And we saw it with the Texans last year, or this year, who started a lot of rookies. But we have also seen teams in the past, like the New England Patriots, rotate guys in and out at other positions. And as long as you have a all-time great quarterback, like the Patriots did in Brady and the, and the Chiefs do in Mahomes, and an all-time great coach with Andy Reid, I think you have the ability, and the Chiefs have proved it, to move the pieces around. And as long as you have that core nucleus of the quarterback and the coach and maybe a few other people, like you know, obviously Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, you can still win at the highest level. 
You know, they say the NFL now is a quarterback league, uh, Patrick. I'm not telling you anything by that. But Patrick Mahomes' performance this year, the win in the Super Bowl, really does underscore that idea, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, you see there's a lot of great uh, young quarterbacks around the league right now, and there's a lot in the AFC with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow and even in their own division with the Chiefs with Justin Herbert. And yet Patrick Mahomes stands atop them all is the absolute best in the NFL to go through that gauntlet and still win a Super Bowl is really impressive. And I just think it speaks to how big of an impact he has on this team every single game they play. You know, there's all this talk already. It's almost uh, overdone, I think. You know, is Patrick Mahomes the NFL's next uh, Tom Brady? How are you looking at that question? Yeah, look, I mean, Tom Brady's a really unique player, right? He played for a very long time. He won more Super Bowls. There's been a discussion recently that Brady has kind of broken everybody's brains about like what a really great quarterback is when it comes right. to the number of championships. You know, back a few years ago before Brady, if you won three Super Bowls as a quarterback, you're among the all-time greats. So Patrick Mahomes is already in really rare air with two Super Bowls. So I think if you want to compare the two, I don't think you should do the ring counting just yet. Mahomes certainly has a chance to win as many titles as Brady. He's, he's young, but he still would probably have to play for a long time. But could he surpass Brady? I, I, absolutely. And, and I don't look at it in terms of rings. I look at it in terms of stats and just his overall level of play. He is more talented physically than Brady is, and he's already got two Super Bowls, and he's 27 years old. And you know this too, Patrick. A lot of commentators will look at this team, will look at this quarterback and say, you know, the minimum threshold of Super Bowl win, wins for a team with this much talent has to be two Super Bowl wins, three or four. Where's your number? My number's at three. I, I think to really cement yourselves as an NFL dynasty, if, if you're the Chiefs, you need to get to that third Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, it's incredibly impressive just to win one, let alone two, which the Chiefs have done. Right. They're most certainly, I mean, what they've done is unprecedented. Five straight AFC championship games at home. They are without a doubt an AFC championship dynasty. But I think to get to that real uh, rare air with teams like the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers and those type in the Patriots dynasties, I think the Chiefs need to get one more in the next five years or so, and they'll really cement themselves among the greatest teams of all time. So when it comes to dynasties, do you need to win three? Is, is that what makes a dynasty, Patrick? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in my opinion, I, I think so. I, you know, some of the talk, it gets premature. We tend to do that here in the media. I mean, I saw clips last week on, I think, ESPN of them talking about, hey, you know, could the Eagles be at the start of a dynasty? They haven't even won the Super Bowl yet. So, you know, we tend to get ahead of ourselves with you know, even the Mahomes goat talk and the dynasty talk. I, I, my advice to Chiefs fans is just sit back and enjoy the ride, man. You know, two Super Bowls, uh, three appearances in five years. It's absolutely incredible. They have all the you have every reason to believe that they're going to win a third one here in the next few years as long as they've got big red and number 15. I mean, you know, a lot of people will say the key is to keep this team together again going into the 23-24 season. But, hey, they didn't keep the team together after the last Super Bowl win. So the NFL, what, is it changing in that regard, this idea that you can uh, move players out, move new players in, and still uh, excel at the level the Chiefs have been excelling at? If you draft well and you're smart with your salary cap, and those are two things that, that Brett Veach have done, I think absolutely you know, the Chiefs, during their run it back campaign, when they lost to the Bucks after they made the Super Bowl two years in a row, 
they did have largely the same team and injuries got them and you know some bad luck and they weren't able to get it done that year but this team if you look at the roster this year compared to the 2019 Super Bowl champs it's very different and um I think you have to cycle players in and out and keep your core. You had Patrick Mahomes, you had Chris Jones, you had Travis Kelsey. That was really important. But I think really we talked about this on our podcast after the game. This was really, in my opinion, Brett Veach's Super Bowl. I mean, if you look at all of the players that made contributions, even the acquisition of Kadarius Tony was such a big move for the Chiefs and it paid off in the Super Bowl. Huge. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is this is Brett Veach's ring. I mean, yes. obviously credit to everyone, but incredible job by him. Yeah, and that is easily overlooked as well, too, isn't it? He picks up this player, no one here in Kansas City, not many people had heard of him, and suddenly this guy is making the key plays that gives this team a second Super Bowl win. Yeah, and Brett Veach is really smart. We've had him on the show, and he's made moves like this before, trades or or picking up free agents that have been discarded in the middle of the season and they haven't really you know necessarily come to fruition or paid off but i think he's really smart to, he's constantly looking to improve the team and when he sees a a high you know high reward low risk move he likes to try to pull the trigger on that on on those kinds of moves and that's exactly what happened with Kadarius Tony that's what happened when he traded for Orlando Brown and he remade the offensive line he's very aggressive but not in a reckless way and i think right. chiefs fans should feel really good about that Patrick, I got to ask you one more, and that is, you know, with winning comes a lot of hate, which is expected, but it seems like this Chiefs team is, it's pretty likable. People around the country seem to enjoy them. Do you think there's a different feeling about this team than maybe a Cowboys team or a Patriots team that NFL fans seem to appreciate? Um, well, look, I, it starts with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I think they're two of the most, uh, uh, I'm trying to be as objective as possible here. They're objectively, uh, they're very likable people, right? They're, they're, they're very humble. They're, they're charming. So I think that definitely helps the chiefs. But at the end of the day, I, I, I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, we saw this happen to the, to the golden state warriors, Steph Curry, also incredibly likable when a team wins a lot over and over again. People just get fans get sick of them. The opposing fans are sick of seeing the Chiefs win. They get frustrated when they almost beat them, and the Chiefs sometimes somehow pull it out with Mahomes. So, you know, to an extent, I think they're going to kind of start to become the bad guys, even though maybe they they aren't actually the bad guys. Uh, it's just sort of part of sports. But I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you would rather be uh, you know the Darth Vader's of the NFL, you know, than uh, than maybe some of the teams in the past. Well, Patrick Allen, again, Vice President of Content at Fansided, co-host of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick, you're always money. I really appreciate your analysis, and I wish you were here with us along Grand Boulevard. You'd get a big kick out of it. <laughs> I wish I could be there, too. My wife's birthday is on Friday, so I'm planning a party for her. But, hey, I'll be there for the parade next year. Don't worry. That Steve. sounds good. Patrick, thanks again. Sure appreciate it. Thank you. Again, if you're just joining us this morning, you're listening to Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. We're coming to you live this morning from Grand Boulevard, the Chiefs Victory Parade. The players begin, the parade begins in about two hours from now. Uh, we're sitting here doing kind of a pregame with thousands of other Chiefs fans. And I got to tell you, the barricades now along the street, you can't cross Grand Boulevard any longer, but uh, the barricades are full. There are fans packed along almost every inch of the barricades now. But if you come down, if you still want to come down, do it because you can sit back a few feet from a barricade and still get a very good view of the street and of the players who will be coming by on these elevated buses. There's, uh, you'll, you'll have a very good way to see Patrick Mahomes and 
Kelsey and everybody else uh, as they come by. We're joined now by KCUR's Peggy Lowe, who I think is down in the River Market area. Peggy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Steve. I'm great. We're out here having fun. We're cold, but it's okay. And where are you exactly, Peggy? So I'm right at Fifth and Grand. A big American flag just was raised over Sixth and Grand. But as you just said, Steve, I mean, the place is packed. There, The barricades are lined down to Third Street. So from Third all the way up to you, packed with people. And what are you uh, what are you doing today? Who are you talking to? What are you what are you seeing down there? I'm seeing like really happy people who just want to be here and <laughs> witness some history. You know, I was here, too, for the last um, Super Bowl parade. And that was a very like, holy cow, this has never happened in my lifetime kind of thing. This year, it's very we got this, you know, and people are talking about a dynasty and a next year, a win for the Super Bowl again. And uh you know what? One thing you wondered about coming into today, Peggy, was this idea of would Kansas Cityans turn out at the same level they did in 2020? And I think the answer is going to be a resounding yes here. Are you getting that sense, too? I'm absolutely getting that sense. And so people are really they came in. They had coolers. Some folks are drinking cocktails and beer. I got a few games of uh, pickup football going on with little boys along the streets and there's also a real heavy police presence but it's so chill that fans are just hanging out and talking with the cops what else are you going to be doing today down the river market peggy what's your game plan here well so it will start at noon and these people are very excited because they'll be the first to see patrick mahomes and the crew come up now if you recall last time there was this um drunk stone driver that like broke through the barricades and went up right. uh, Grand Street. Everything is so cordoned off. They even have city bulldozers, you know, at each and every entrance. Wow. So I don't think we're wow. going to see anything like that today. Peggy, before I let you go, have you seen any signs of the players or the coaches or anything down there? No, not a one. No, but my God, I've seen a lot of number 15 jerseys every <laughs> single little boy has one on uh, and a lot of older guys and a lot of women too it's pretty amazing well he's quite a quarterback and quite an ambassador for this city there's no question about it that's kcur's peggy Lowe reporting from the river market peggy sure appreciate you thank you my pleasure okay i'm back out here now uh it, we're, we're going to visit with linda minson and Teresa hannon longtime chiefs fans are here for the big parade so good to see you guys. Thanks for joining us nice today. Nice to see you. Thank you. Which one of you went to the 2020 Super Bowl? Linda? Teresa. Teresa no, I, went, did. I, I went to the 2023 on Sunday. Oh, you were there Sunday? Yes, yes. <laughs> Tell me about yes. it. How was it? Incredible. Bucket list item. Amazing win. Fantastic. Right. Why did you decide to go? How did, how did that come about? So I always wanted to go to the Super Bowl with Patrick in it and Travis, and I was confident we would win, and it was great. Have trouble getting tickets, or how did you do that? I bought them the night after we won the AFC championship, and yeah, no problems. Yeah, and where were your seats? Lower level end zone, 47 rows up from the field. Oh, that sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. In it, Eagles territory, oh, in the Eagles end zone. And how did that go over? It was all right. The Eagles fans were very nice, and they said, hey, congrats on the game win. Now, how did you feel really, Teresa, at the end of the first half? Things scared. weren't looking so good. But we're still down 10. A little scared, but I knew Patrick would come through in the clutch. Even though he'd gotten injured a little bit before halftime. I still halftime. knew he could do it. Yeah. And I, Linda, where did you watch the game? So I was with at a party with some friends that I've known for many, many years. 
And uh, it was very loud in there. And I have to tell you, the week before, I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to win. I was very confident. Then right before the game, I was watching all this stuff, and everyone was saying the Eagles are going to win, All the experts right? were picking the Eagles. Oh, my know, God. And I was like, oh, crap. I'm, like, really nervous now. So we're sitting there at the game. You know, we got our food and everything. And halftime comes. We're behind. And I'm like, oh, no. But we always know, you know, that's why they chose on the second half to receive, right? Because we're a second half team, yeah. right? And so then it started getting real exciting. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Well, why so weren't like, you with, with your buddy at the Super Bowl? Okay, so. What happened? She did not ask me. She didn't ask you. <laughs> but. Teresa, come on. <laughs> I think three years ago, she, she I, we talked about it, and I said, I don't think I'll ever pay that much money. She knew. Yeah. Plus, I was in Whitefish, Montana, skiing when that game happened yeah. oh, so okay. she's probably yeah. like we were watching it we got to watch the afc championship game but i was out of town and anyway yeah so, Teresa, what are you going to remember from the experience the most from actually being in arizona for the big game that winning field goal the winning field yeah, goal because i was sitting right behind those posts in that end zone. Oh, you saw the ball come yeah, through. Yeah, I saw the ball come through. All the Eagles fans are jumping up and down, waving their white Eagles flags, and I'm videoing it, and he makes it, and I'm like, yeah, and they're dead silent. Oh, really? It was really? amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that felt pretty good. That eh? felt great. What did you do after the game? Where was the party? So the party was just back. I, we, we got bus down there, so it took quite a while to get out. So just partying back at the hotel once we got back. So I guess the question I'm asking everybody today is who are you looking forward to seeing the most as this parade comes winding down grand from our left to our right? We're right here in front of the record bar. Who do you want to see? Patrick, then Travis. Well, and who else, right? Yeah. That, that's the Everybody. easy choice. Yeah. So I was here three years ago, watched <laughs> we, it We were here there. together. Yeah. 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 And what was amazing to me was that the Chiefs players that they're walking down with no shirts on. It was like 20 <laughs> was degrees freezing. colder. That looked pretty good. We on got that, here. <laughs> yeah. We got here at like 6.30 a.m. It Super was dark. Early. Super it was dark. just um, on street people, I think, and me and Teresa and another friend. <laughs> so cool. And yeah, but it was cool, and we knew we could get in here and you know use the restroom and stuff. So we said we're doing this again. And so you're hoping that maybe they take their shirts off again today. <laughs> Don't have that right, Linda? Would that, that be a good that thing? That would be all right with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be okay. And yeah. of course, Patrick and Travis. What a great duo they are. Yes. I was going to say, Such what do you think friends. this team has come to represent for Kansas City? I and mean, we are they are now national ambassadors yeah. Yeah. for hey, our town. You know what what we're do you not, make of that? We're not flyover country anymore. That's what the world should know, right? Really? We are not flyover country. Kansas City is important. We're here. We're great people. Everybody loves Kansas City. This right? team has planted a flag firmly in Kansas yes. City, yes. and the rest of the country has yes. to record That's what right. it is yes. now. That's yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to buy season tickets next year? Uh, Maybe. No. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, why not? You yet. went to the big game. Why not yeah. do it again? That You got a good point. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking today about can this team do it again? They've yes. been there, what, now three times yes. in four years? Yes. That's a heck of a run. That's awesome. So you yes. wonder, can they do it uh, for a fifth time, Teresa? And I'm, what do you think? I think yes. Be because why? Because we got the chemistry. We got the drive. And we're going to we go the for coach. a team. We yes. got the coach. We got yes. Patrick. We got Kelsey. Yes. As long as they're around, they're going to lead the team. <laughs> so, Linda, there was that little flurry of news uh, yes. after the game yes. that maybe Andy Reid was thinking no. about retirement. No and that way. scared a lot of people. No way. Did it scare you? No, I didn't hear that. 
Oh, come all on. I heard, yeah, you did. We all, all heard it. All it I heard, all of us. All I heard was that when Andy got back to town, he went to Pizza 51 and had a pizza. Andy was in Pizza 51 by the UMKC After campus? The game. I go there all the time. After the game. <laughs> when he got back off the plane, that's what he went for. He went pizza, to Pizza 51? Pizza 51, and he had a pizza with sausage and mushrooms and... Of course, a salad because his chubby self needed it. <laughs> or something know, like that. How do you know oh, all this? Who's your TV. source? <laughs> where, where okay, you, Channel 5. This, I, I don't know, CBS, Channel 5. I watch it all the time. And they <laughs> yeah. had stuff all, you know, loop, loop, loop. You know, same thing. Five times I saw it. <laughs> yeah. So you guys going to watch the parade? Are you going to yes. make your way down to Union Station? Well, we're going to watch the speeches inside Record Bar. So, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, just After go inside the and stay warm. Uh -huh. Record bar. We, we all need to get warm bar. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Right. Yeah. And what are you looking forward to the most today? Just how excited the team will be and how they're going to celebrate in front of all of the fans. Yeah. Yes. I, are you surprised by the turnout here, or oh, not no. at all. what do you oh, make no. of it? No, no, no this is it's not great. It's great. It's is more. It is, it's going to be more, I think, because yeah. it's warmer, yeah. right? And schools are out. As big as it was in 2020. I think it'll be bigger. Yeah, yeah. bigger this year. Okay. I think so. Well, I want to thank uh, Linda uh, Minson and Teresa Hannon for coming in here. Longtime Chiefs well, fans for you. talking thank to you. us in front of the record bar. That was you fun. guys are great sports to do it. I sure appreciate that it. Thank you so great much. Okay. Thank All you. Right. You bet. Okay, again, if you're just joining us, you're listening to up to date on KCUR. We're here uh, live in the, the midst of Chiefs Kingdom, right down on Grand Boulevard, uh, waiting for the team to start this parade, make its way down the street. I'm joined by KCUR's uh, Kalisa Kalakal now. Uh, you've been out, uh, Kalisa, talking to a lot of people. What are, you, what are you picking up? People are excited. People got here really early, talked to some folks who got here at 6 a.m. Uh, as time has passed, more people have come down. There's food trucks, there's hot dogs, there's tacos, there's people selling merchandise, people playing, uh, there's kids playing pickup football down on Grand Boulevard, and people are pumped, super pumped. So, Lisa, the food trucks are probably off of Grand Boulevard somewhere, right? Right? Yeah. They're not, I don't see them anywhere where we are. Yeah, where we are, you can't see them, but if you walk south a little bit towards 18th, 19th, uh, there's like a whole parking lot, and there's like three food trucks there, and there's some uh, businesses selling food. Yeah, it's a good time. What do you make of the size of the crowd, again, compared to a few years ago? Are you, are you surprised by what we're seeing here? It's it's getting crowded, almost more crowded by the minute here as we sit here in uh, front I'm of the not, record bar. I'm not too surprised. I think this is about what I expected. You know, as the day has gone by, more people have showed up. And I think at, at one point, right before the parade starts, I think it'll be hard to even walk down Grand Boulevard. Yeah. Well, you can't actually walk in the street. The police True. have shut all that down. The sidewalks so that, will be packed. The sidewalks are going to be packed, yeah. What are you going to be doing here the rest of your time downtown? Uh, I'll be walking up and down Grand when the parade starts, interviewing folks, uh, talking to people who are here, uh, capturing the energy and capturing the mood. Yeah. Uh, and and who else have you talked to that stood out to you, uh, Salisa, as you as you've uh, spent time here? Uh, a little bit down there, uh, there's a woman who showed up at 6 a.m. Uh, with her little cousin. Uh, she's actually part of a tailgating group that always shows up at Arrowhead Stadium with a painted bus. And they rented out a whole parking lot uh, just to have people come in and party. There's a taco truck there. There's risers there that they built themselves. So they're having they're having a really good time. Are you going to make your way down to Union Station for the, the homecoming celebration? You know, I probably won't make it down there myself. I know other reporters will be down there, uh, but I'll be staked out here in the crossroads. Okay. And what else are you going to be looking for today? Again, the police presence is everywhere here. I think people feel pretty safe. 
and that's really important on a day like today. Yeah, I'll be watching it, you know, for crowd control, see if anything gets out of hand. Uh, I'll be paying attention to, you know, who comes down grand, uh, you know, the confetti I'm very excited about. You know, it'll be exciting to see, you know, when people cheer for the, their favorite players and Andy Reid. You know, so Lisa, you see people on top of buildings sometimes, so you have a sense that come noon, when this parade makes its way down here, there's going to be a lot of confetti flying through the air and uh, people are going to be uh, seeing a lot of that stuff going. Well, here's a guy going by selling flags. You can buy, you can oh, buy anything so down here flags. that's cheese related there's right now. There's sweaters, flags, bucket hats. Uh, I'm wearing a beanie right now that I just got a few hours ago. I mean, people, people are hawking merch down here. You think people expect this team to be back in the Super Bowl again next year? Oh yeah. I think, I think the energy is there. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, uh, again, what are you going to have for lunch today? What, what, where are you going to eat? You know, I think I'm going to have a hot dog. I'm going to have a hot dog. That's not too inventive, Salisa. That's, well, that's pretty it's basic. A, what else are you going to eat during a parade, Steve? Well, there you go. There you go. Well, that's uh, KCUR Salisa Calaco. Salisa, I sure appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. And that's it for today. Again, we've been coming to you live from out in front of the record bar here at 15th and Grand, just waiting for this parade to make its way down the street. Uh, it's starting uh, at 6th Street. Uh, six and Grand, it's going to make its way down here and eventually to Union Station. What a great day it is in Kansas City. So much fun, so much energy, so much uh, uh, people just pumped up uh, beyond belief. It's been a pleasure to be broadcasting from down here live. Again, we want to thank our friends at the Record Bar for all their hospitality and all they've done for us here. You've been listening to Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. We'll see you tomorrow from a much warmer home studio. Up to Date is produced by Zach Wilson, Reginald David, Elizabeth Ruiz, Zach Perez, and Hannah Cole. Our intern is Claudia Brancart. Our announcer and engineer is Paul Nakatura. Our theme music is composed and performed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. <laughs>